Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, I'm Seth and this is the Don't Buy Her Flowers podcast. And this intro is being recorded again in a cupboard, but this time at a school. So one of my kids is at a sports club, so I was looking for somewhere quiet and I've snuck into another cupboard. So I think this might become a thing. (laughs) I'm quite enjoying doing it. Um, But I wanted to start by saying thank you. I had loads of messages about the Dr. Emma episode where we talked about mental health and the pandemic. And I think people found her, well, her soothing voice very reassuring. But also she sort of explains why we might be feeling certain things, whether that's anxiety or exhaustion or feeling lost or uncertain. And also some bits of the last couple of years have kind of gone blank. So she explains all of that and just lets you know that it's pretty normal and how we can maybe start to think about recovery. So I'm aware that no one has an abundance of time. So if you've sent me DMs and emails or if you've rated and reviewed the show, um, that's using up time that you don't necessarily have loads of. So I just wanted to say I appreciate you. Um, The other thing I wanted to say is uh, today's guest is Jessie Ware. So Jessie is a singer-songwriter. She has an enormously popular podcast called Table Manners, which she does with her mum. She also has written cookbooks. She has three children, five and under. She's got quite a lot going on. Um, I would say she's banging the rush hour that we talk about on this podcast. So she's juggling career and family and marriage and the music industry. And she talks about all of that. Um, And also how the podcast Table Manners basically kind of saved her um, and gave her a creative outlet when she was feeling a bit lost after having a baby and feeling a bit lost in the music industry. So it's really interesting. And the other thing is, which I didn't know until we were recording, um, she was a recipient of a Don't Buy Her Flowers box after her last baby. And she is now a customer, which is very cool. So you hear me let out a little squeal when she says that because I wasn't expecting it. Um, but you know I'll work on coolness I'm just not very good at that but that's all right Um, but yeah really lovely chat beautifully honest um, and authentic so I really enjoyed it and I hope you enjoy listening to it so Jesse I was going to start with how is 2022 going so far we're two weeks in 
Are you okay? Um, I'm, <laughs> I mean, we only started the podcast 15 minutes late because I was berating my husband for taking all my Bluetooth headphones and Standard. asking my mother where my recording gear is. But, you know, also trying to batch cook. I'm really obsessed with batch cooking in 2022, which is driving my husband mad too. I'm like, you are welcome. Um, but yeah, I'm right. I'm good. I'm, I feel like I've had a really easy start to the year so far. So I've had like lots of time waiting which I'm twiddling my thumb so this is kind of my first proper day back to work so right. thanks for having me oh, and no, I've been, but I haven't known what to do with myself apart from batch cook which is driving <laughs> everyone you, mad who are you batch cooking for the baby I don't or really all know of <laughs> just I, well the baby is weaning and um mm. so that is I forgot that that is a ball ache it can is. I say, so I've got three kids, you forget everything and you've done them way yes. closer together than I have, but you, you're doing it. It's like the first night when Frank came home and we were lying there and he kept waking up and we had to keep getting, we looked at each other and we we're like, how had we forgotten that this is what yeah. they do? Torture. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh man. They're clever and they make you forget so that then mm. you want another one maybe. Um, yeah. No, the, the, the weaning is, um, I'm, I'm, I have to just go to Annabelle Carmel. I've got the book and it's yeah. just got, it's disgusting and kind of um, yes. sticky and, but I actually need to just do that. My husband would, I, I love my husband. He's the greatest father ever. I'm just rinsing Caveat, him today. Um, yeah. Yes. Uh, he would give the child just banana every day, which mm-hmm. is fine, I guess. But um, the guy, the guy needs a bit of variation, I'd say. So um, yeah. he looks at me, and, and and then I take it too far, and then I'll be like, "Oh, should we try a little thyme in this uh, carrot and <laughs> butternut squash quinoa puree?" And he's like, "You are annoying." So we just no, annoy each other. But I love it because on the podcast you regularly talk about how your daughter hates your food, <laughs> hates it. As you know, we turned a corner. We've turned a corner. It is. A delight. Now my middle one hates it. So, um, but you don't need to worry because you know they'll come good if the other one has. Yes. Is that is that a thing that happened with you? How old are your kids now? Eleven, nine, and four. So I spread them out. I had two really close together, and was like, oh my god. And then I started a business, and was like, I can't do anything else. And then, like five years later, I was like, I can't. I need another one. Speaking of your business, I got one of the greatest presents. from your your wonderful uh don't buy her flowers uh it, it was um so i i did this podcast this is this sounds like i've just pushed it straight in it wasn't yeah, this is not on. the case i haven't paid so, for this <laughs> no but also no i'm gonna look like i'm product placing my my podcast but so the obstetrician jess mcmicking from um the podcast that we did she was our regular obstetrician on this um the pregnancy podcast that we did called is it normal yeah she sent me which I thought was very kind of her, seeing as I had stolen many an hour from her asking her questions about mm. like whether, you know, farting was uh, okay, flatulence, so much I've flatulence got, in early pregnancy. I've got a whole list of all the things <laughs> you talked about and the gross things and how brilliant it was. Go Listen, on. <laughs> well, so, so she sent me an amazing present when my son was born. And it had cashmere, um, uh, like a cashmere eye mask yeah. and a little mini uh, cocktails yeah. and uh, like beautiful aromatherapy balms. And I was just like, this is the greatest present. So I've done it for loads of my mates. It is so clever. You are brilliant. Oh, that's so kind. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, yeah. and it started as gifts for new mums. So that was the now we do loads of other things. But that was the original because I got loads of bloody flowers. When I had a baby. Me too. Me too. And you know what? We love flowers, but. It did um, 
people I, I I think it's mostly men that send the flowers when you're just overwhelmed like you're even if it's your third right you're still yeah. sitting there going oh god I've got so much well, to do and but, I'm tired. Uh, uh, well I, I like to delegate stuff so my husband the pain in my ass who is also the greatest florist now <laughs> would be there cutting stems and he'd be like oh my god please please we, we were just giving them away by the end yeah anyone passing by would you like a bouquet <laughs> Well, so what I was going to, I was going to say to you, because so 2022 is so far gone easier, slower start, but 2021 was absolutely massive. So I'm just going to list some of the things you did because I've, okay. well, I'm, I'm sure it's not everything either, but obviously huge success with Table Manners podcast, which you do with your mum, which I loved. 12 Thank seasons you. and 30 million downloads you're on, by the way. Oh. You also duetted with Kylie, not yes. just any duet, but a disco track. Yes, that was fun. <laughs> You had your new pregnancy podcast you mentioned, which is it normal? You started the What's Your Pleasure tour and you had a third baby. Mm. And I'm sure there's loads of other stuff in between. I wrote a book too. I'm just going to put that in there. What book? It's called Omelette. It was a food memoir because oh, yes, I'm, no, really, I'm really like really trying to uh, annoy people with the amount that I was doing. No, it, it was weird. It was a weird offering of somebody said, look, do you want to write, like basically talk about your food memories because you ask everyone else mm-hmm. food memories in your podcast and so mm. I said oh god I don't know and they they just set me the task and I don't now that I've written it I don't I didn't find it particularly pleasant and I don't think I want to do it again to be honest well, but it was, I'm glad that I've done it your table manners cookbook is brilliant and but that has loads of like memories and stuff throughout yes as well yes but I cooked the Brussels sprouts with grapes and hazelnuts at Christmas did you like them I really liked it the hazelnuts added something yes I wouldn't have thought as a combination it would work but I think I heard you saying look it doesn't sound right but try it and my kids weren't going to go near the sprouts anyway so I was like well we might as well yeah. do something that yeah we want to do with them. what else did you do what else did you do that was um other bits oh just turkey <laughs> Oh, yeah. Really yeah, normal. Right. We had COVID. Well, some of the family no. had COVID. So we had the same as most people, which is that we couldn't oh, see everyone. Sorry. So it was all right. It was all right because it was really easy. It was like, did I you get it? I had it in November um, with one Were of you my all kids. right? Yeah, it was fluid. It was, it knocked me out. And actually, I was doing that classic juggling stuff, doing too much, mm. feeling mm. like I, mm. you know, when you're responsible for lots of people and things. And then it put me in bed for three days. And actually, it was quite good because I don't think did I've you done watch that. Netflix. Yeah, yeah. caught up on I can't, oh, my son's 11 so something that is really nice that you've got coming is when they start to like stuff that you can watch as well so what are you watching together oh, at the moment they're watching Cobra Kai so they're watching Cobra Kai which is the Karate Kid remake but with the oh. people who were in Karate Kid oh cool so it's it's good and we and room um, four in a bed and stuff like that so okay so the where I'm at is my son has suddenly got obsessed with Marvel. Not yeah. that he's been able to watch any of the big films because no. they're too big boy for him. Is so he is he nearly three? He's he's three soon, yeah. Right. But he's suddenly, it's just like it was Fireman Sam before. Yeah. I mean, he's he's quite basic in that sense. He's just like, <laughs> yeah. he's not, he's not, you know, just throwing a curveball at any of us. Um, so it was Fireman Sam, and now it is Marvel. And he's obsessed with Groot, who is the ugliest looking one. It, he looks like he's kind of got skinned flesh. It's kind of like he looks, it's like, nice. or a tree, or kind of a really scary stick man. Yeah. Um, and the guy, like, I don't, I don't think he understands what's going on, but there's something that just clicks with them with it. It's um, weird. I yeah. remember Buster coming home and singing the Superman theme tune and being like, you've never heard that. Where have you got that? Yeah. And it was through nursery or something, but it's yeah but But, oh that's good no I mean I'm I just I'm intrigued by bedtime in your house now 
Mm. Because like, how well, you've still got a toddler, so you're in a you're. I've been where you are without the old one as well. Like when the first two were kids, and mm. it's. It, I would say it's intense, and we survived it. Yeah, um, it's really full on. It's like a negotiation every night. Mm. And bath time and three. Yeah. I mean, if you're ever doing it on, I can remember the the fear of doing it on my own if my husband was away and being oh, like, oh, where do I put them? How do I? No. Okay. So I'm, I'm glad that you're saying that, but I, I get this uh, and I, I, I have three beautiful, brilliant children that I love, but there still is the fear when I'm left on my own with all three mm. of them. Is that terrible? Cause then everyone would no. be like, why did you have three then? No, it's Absolutely not. Absolutely terrifying. Three is, three is a lot. Three is a lot. Like we regularly say, and again, I love, we have to caveat. I love my children. But we're like, <laughs> Um, I don't know when everyone talks about motherhood it's like quite uh, competitive and there's a real martyrdom to it so mm-hmm. oh it doesn't get any easier it doesn't get any easier and I don't have teenagers so I can't inform you of that bit but the bit you're in is particularly hard I would say when they're small and they can't communicate and they ha- you are doing every or someone is doing everything for yeah. them like bum wife when just when they come oh, out, I know oh, I know great. that it, that is amazing I I think you know what I think I expect too much from my five-year-old though And the Mm. poor girl, like, I do think that I kind of treat her like she is like my my friend sometimes. And I'm like, come on, can you get um, number two's uh, shoes and da da da. And uh, and she and I I kind of I'm quite hard on her, and she's Mm. quite she takes on the like my stress. I think sometimes, and I feel really bad. And I don't know whether that's like the eldest that you just expect. Yeah, I do the same. And and also it will be like Frank will be being my youngest will be being a nightmare. And I'll be like, guys, can you just just let him have that toy? Just let him mm, have that thing. Mm. Give him a bit of your cake. Just and they, they kind of look at me, so they have to sacrifice. But that's yes. that'll be their dynamic, and it will be part of their personality. And also, it's have, good for them, I guess. Yeah, some of it, you know, empathy, they have empathy that they wouldn't have. Like I think empathy and understanding and stuff. And my eleven-year-old now will say like, "Yeah, okay, mum," and like breaks my heart a little bit if I'm looking a bit lost or sad oh. or cross. I'm like, "Yeah, okay, mum," and he went and got my youngest pajamas yeah I said oh, I'm going to just get his pajamas on down here we won't bother with the bath like just basically do it mm-hmm. while they're watching telly because it distracts them and he came down with Frank's pajamas and was like I said did I didn't ask you to get those he was like no but you said you were going to put his pajamas on I was like oh. well so there you go so you might cre- yeah so you might create kids that have more independence than the adults who like their mums picked up everything or high anxiety levels and uh, resentment and uh, no 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 no, 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 no yeah exactly well do you know what? it'd be good to talk to you about the your pregnancy podcast so that is it normal pregnancy podcast which started in September but I wanted to ask you so it, it tracks week by week from week four I think pretty much yeah. and then you do it week four to six week six to yeah eight, and it goes yeah. through and I, you've currently got it's got to week 36 37 but um, did you record it while you were going through your pregnancy? Yes. It's su- it makes such a difference because normally with anything that's pregnancy related, it's either really medical or it's people talking retrospectively. Mm. And you can really hear as you listen to it, like, it would be so useful. That was nothing like that when I was having babies. I think, I think, and that's kind of why, I mean, it was my third baby, mm. third and final baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did it. And, you know, I love all aspects of pregnancy well no that's wrong um I don't appreciate the piles that I now have and I don't <laughs> but no uh, and, and the weight that I have to lose no um I'm intrigued by pregnancy mm. I found it really fascinating I've been very lucky to have pretty uh, straightforward pregnancies 
But I do have found that each pregnancy was really different. Um, however kind of straightforward they were for me, they all had different symptoms. And I, when I discussed with my girlfriends um, about their symptoms, everyone was different. And when I had my first, none of my mates were really pregnant. And so I didn't have that sounding board. Um, so it was very much like looking on the internet and freaking yourself out. Mm. And so I just thought for the third one, I just thought it would be something that I would have appreciated when I was maybe first time mum, second time mum, um, parent, because it, it just felt reassuring and having that conversation with someone, uh, rather than looking at text and kind of descriptive kind of, it, it, yeah, there's something quite scary and alien about when you do a Google search on, um, on something and you find all these other potential things. But having that conversation with a regular person, I think it really was important. Also, it was COVID. People, lots of people weren't being able to see oh, their midwives yeah. as regularly. Or even um, NCT groups. Like uh, exactly. My best had her first in July and I remember her messaging and saying, are there any podcasts I could listen to? And I was like, no, there were a lot of about motherhood, yeah, but she yeah. wasn't really ready for that because that's a bit overwhelming, isn't it? When you're not mm. actually, when you've not had the baby, if everyone's talking about yeah. all the hormones and all that stuff, you're kind of like, oh. Yeah, um, yeah. But also she couldn't do NC, like she went to do an antenatal group and there weren't enough people and then they had to do it. I think someone came to her house. It was just her and her partner. And it was a bit like, it's kind of the point was to meet Yeah. Her. And I think it's, it's, you can build really beautiful communities and, mm. and friendships with people um you know so many people I didn't do NCT mm. and I kind of wished I had so this was like my version of NCT I guess um but um loads of my friends that have done it have made like lifelong friends because uh, they were in it together so mm. um yeah for me it was to try and help first second third time parents that just had more questions than maybe they could ask or felt like they could ask in that you know 15 minute mm. checkup that you have every so often and particularly at the time when we were recording things weren't as accessible well um, and also I suppose if it, you're when you go to those appointments some of the stuff like so week 36 in particular I was mm. listening to it and you guys covered mucus plugs discharge mm. Mm. first poo after having a baby and also um shitting in labor <laughs> and I mean all the good stuff it was all the good stuff but it was the stuff that you wanted to hear and you didn't know how. And then after you have a baby, your first baby, especially, and you get together with your girl and they go, oh yeah, no, all this stuff happens. You're like, why didn't anyone mention it? Yeah. I mean, look, I think it's just the realities and labor can be a beautiful, euphoric, amazing thing. It can also be terrifying. You could maybe, I mean, look, I didn't poo myself on the first two and then the third one, loads of poo. You know, oh, Jesse, <laughs> you just I, don't know. Can I tell you my poo story? Yeah, please with, do. My, with my third. So uh, with all three, my mum was midwife. So she. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. How so does she, that work with dynamics of you being like, yeah, mum, OK, I've got this. I think she, I think some of the stuff's changed a bit because she, sometimes she'd say stuff and I'd be like, are you sure about that? And she had loads of kids as well. So I'm one of six. So I don't know. But I, I she'd said stay at home as long as you can, which mm. was good advice. She was like, don't go in. Cause if you go in and they check you and you're like one centimeter dilated, you'll be really mm. disappointed. Mm. She sets you back. So with oh. all three, I was basically ready to go when I got there and I got there with my, no, it was my second. I got there with my second and they took me into the triage bit 
and they said right if you hop on the bed and walked in there's all these people quietly sitting behind curtains and couples who were there really early and I was mooing like properly going mm. and they kept getting me to hop on the bed and hop and take my knickers off and I couldn't because they were like oh, we want to check you it's like but every time I got on I'd have a contraction anyway I was standing there and I could feel it coming and I started to say I'm shitting I'm <laughs> shitting and it was you could hear it splatting onto the floor like a fucking cow pat and Doug's rubbing my back and going we know darling we know and the, and I or I could just and in hindsight I was like oh those couples who are probably having their first and had gone in really early and they were sitting behind just listening to another woman's shit anyway, but all that care. to look forward to that's am- yeah you don't care that's the thing my care. midwife fell into my shitty birth pool <laughs> <laughs> like I think she maybe did care I offered I got her a nice <laughs> burger and she had a shower at my house though so we're, we're cool um uh, oh yeah because you yeah. had like, three home births right no, I had two home two births, home and, births. Um, the first one I had at um kind of in a broom cupboard in a hospital which was absolutely fine because you don't care no. you just want the baby out it's yeah, fine yeah. amazing so did you I've read in one article that you said oh I fucked my mystique by now which I loved because <laughs> you are very honest and open about everything so whether that's kind of music industry stuff or pregnancy and birth and relationships I've heard I've obviously been listening to lots of stuff and reading lots of stuff before this and you're really honest in a way that is quite unusual I think probably because I'm guessing most people in the music industry almost have to pretend like they don't have children. I think it's really funny because your producer Fee has known me for my whole music career Mm. was always a producer you know radio one that I had a really great affinity with and and I had this they would be playing my music and it would be kind of slightly kind of sad R&B, soul, electronic stuff. Mm. And then when I'd come in, we'd be like gassing, having a good old chit chat, having a gossip. And it just, they didn't kind of make sense together. Mm. And then when I did the podcast, it was like this emancipation where I think it was probably because my music career was in a really funny predicament where I was changing management, wanted to change labels, had had this album that I felt like I had to write about motherhood first Mm -hmm. time and and all the guilt around that and I was trying to prove too many things um but yeah the podcast that I started at the same time as that was this great release and emancipation of my my real kind of self and so people were coming to the podcast and hearing mum and I chat and it was very normal it wasn't about music at all Mm. and then maybe not even knowing that I was a musician and then but then weirdly it gave me more confidence to kind of do the music and to not care anymore and Mm. it's funny because I think there's been it's been really interesting speaking to some of the other mums in the industry you know these are people that um have been in the industry for a while you know Ellie Goulding me and her are on the like a whatsapp we send each other pictures of our kids and I just check in and she'll check in on me and she's always been a really great girl to me Paloma Faith again you know She's talked really honestly, hasn't yes. she? Yes, and she did that. And... She did that. Um, mm. She did that documentary about how hard it was to go on tour with her kids and uh, her kid. She had one at the time, um, and that really struck a chord with me because I took my daughter on tour and it was really difficult. But then, you know, also, unfortunately, people don't really want to hear about that. I mean, mums do, and 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 parents do maybe, and. I do as a musician, a fellow musician. Yeah, although I suppose, I bet you there's a lot of people who there'll be tracks from, was it yeah. Glass House, which was Yeah, the, yeah. I bet there'll be tracks from that that mean so much to people yeah. because of that 
emotion in it and absolutely and I think that it's one of those times of healing with it it was really a difficult period and I'm still really proud of the songs that I did I can really picture where I was at, at that time and I feel mm. very sorry for my I don't feel sorry for myself but I wish I could have um had the the confidence I have now and been able to kind of guide that person a little bit yeah. more I felt very lost in the industry I felt very alone and also felt like I was trying to just keep everything up with with, mm. with my family and my career but you know everything's but, good now but even if that you're obviously saying that as someone who's a you know a singer songwriter and that is which is very different to probably most people who are listening except mm, all the stuff mm. you've just described it's like is everyone it, in there exactly yeah, yeah which is lost not sure what's happening with your relationship not sure yeah. what's happening with your job your body feels alien yeah. and that is really difficult I think that thing with the relationship as well like oh. and I'm sure Sam wouldn't mind me saying because mm. we're we're so we're so tight but that first child and that first experience of she is a joy she is an easy brilliant child I'm so proud of her um and it was tough those first 18 months of you having to understand a new relationship with each other which was very much like passing ships or um we ha- it, it was very functional it was kind of like yeah. you know there was no time for us there was that kind of right what, what's the baby's schedule or when does she need to be fed or what's her nap time or who's going to have her now because I've got to do this or oh I, well, I've got to do a, a session now with my clients to, and it it just was really robotic and there was kind of logistics isn't it it's you're just totally and we just um and we really weren't getting on like Mm. worryingly you know Mm. and I think so many couples find that especially and you put in the sleep deprivation that is just cruel hormones but I mean the, the sleep thing I mean I have been quite strict with this third one and people will judge me or they will disagree and that's absolutely fine I haven't made him cry out at all Mm. but I kind of implemented a schedule quite early on Mm -hmm. really gentle and which has promoted his kind of sleeping the night and I didn't do that with either of the other two Mm. and just being able to sleep at night has has been been better has it been better oh my goodness yeah um look like I'm lucky I have a a nanny a few days a week and as well like I'm very supported Mm -hmm. um but the sleep thing was the thing that was terrifying me and um I needed to be able to sleep in the night to be able to function for the other two and so we kind of did yeah the the boys are good sleeper have a career you know all the other stuff yes yes makes I'm I'm totally down with routine and I I needed it probably more for me than for them if anything yes yes same and also you're you have a responsibility right so I run a business so I've got Mm -hmm. people that I can't just not turn up to work I can't just not do a meeting or and I'm not saying that everyone else can but if you if you have a job Mm. that can't doesn't we can't take a year out and also I guess to add on top of that it's been a really uncertain time for your industry with COVID so yeah you you have to listen I I had I had this tour booked which fucking got finished Mm, anyway because of bloody COVID how many many dates did you manage to do because it looked amazing did five and it was amazing and I have never had so much fun on stage it was electric um but um I thought my son was going to come on tour with me because he was four months old uh he was going to be four months old and I was like I'm not leaving him and I need to make sure his routine's really good so that it when I'm on stage it's not a mess for the whoever's coming on tour with me whether it was going to be my nanny for half of it and my husband for the other half so Sam and I had a really great chat and because Sam is so brilliant 
and doesn't get phased by having three children on his own. Yeah. Um, he was like, just leave the baby here. Like he's nearly um, stopped breastfeeding because my boobs never worked brilliantly. Mm-hmm. And um, he was like, just leave him here. You can go and focus on your work. It's mm-hmm. 12 days. Just go and do it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're going to be feeling like you have to be mother. And I had to like text Annie Mac and check that she thought it was OK. And she was like, babe, you I can love, do it. I love that she's like your comfort. <laughs> she's your she is. She's always been. And, yeah. and then also Paloma Faith had just done a tour where she'd had the baby for half of it and then not. And she'd got laryngitis from her baby. Now, I'm not saying that I would have got laryngitis from my baby. She was just like, listen, it's going to hurt your heart. But just do it. You will well, be able to focus. And also, presumably, the reason that men are generally more successful in the workplace, probably for however many centuries, is because they would have that separation when you're trying to do one thing and 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 sometimes you can juggle both like you can do an interview while breastfeeding or you totally. can whatever but for some things and I'm guessing the tour is must be it take a lot of energy and you can't be fully fully present if you're also it was yeah absolutely and I really I mean but Steph I was so I wasn't lazy but I'd be sitting in my bed till like cool time for soundcheck I'd be like watching Housewives of Beverly Hills till two o'clock in the afternoon because I was waking up at 11 o'clock I mean I felt like a teenager but the thing is I also was waking up at 11 because I had everything worrying around in my head because we were also scared about getting COVID so and you play the gig and you wouldn't be able to get down from that kind of buzz but it was it was it was the right decision however hard it was when I walked back into my house after having to come back from uh because the the, uh, COVID cancelled it Mm. and I picked up my son and he cried like he didn't know who I was and I was like oh god and then we were fine he kind of remembered but um yeah yeah, yeah. and that's not long lasting he's not going to still be thinking no we're best mates again 20 in therapy but yes yeah, stuck the knife in, like yeah I know yeah, but it twisted does. that knife yeah but but and even again with that like Doug used to go away all the time when the kids were small and I would be at home on my own and yeah they would come for me always and now he can't travel and I go back and forth to the warehouse and like they will go more to him but actually I'm like that's okay because he's their dad like I, yeah, you almost yeah. have to talk ourselves down to go this is totally. okay they're, yeah. they're they're allowed to have that relationship but it just I guess it conflicts with what we grew up with or what we think is other people think is right even yes it's yes so confusing and I still am I'm, I'm I've made peace with it um little by little in the sense that we have different roles in, well, t- traditional roles, my husband mm-hmm. and I, and that's okay. And I'm so happy that they have such an amazing, strong relationship with their father. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's so brilliant and he feels empowered to be able to, you know, I mean, I don't like it when he's checking on me to see whether I'm doing so. I'm like, I, I, I've got You're this. capable okay, of you. holding the baby. I'm very yeah. capable. <laughs> um, but I've probably done that to him many a time. But yeah, you know, we, yeah. we're a team. We're a team and, and, and it's great. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And it ebbs and flows, isn't it? What a bit like just relationships mm-hmm. and your marriage. It, it isn't straightforward. Like I've said before that I kind of thought, right, well, we get, we fell in love and we get married and it was an upward trajectory that just got happier and happier, or, or at least it got to happiness. And then we were there and mm. actually it's really not, it's really up and down. And mm. sometimes we're really connected and sometimes we're completely disconnected and just talking about logistics and you need to do that. And you forgot to pick up that. And, uh, and that's, I think that's yeah. marriage. I think that's, I think that's what it is. Yeah. I mean, do you have like one of the designated like date night nights or not? We don't have a designated night, but we have realized that sometimes we'll go a few months and we haven't made time just to be on our own. Yeah. And then we'll go, and then we'll do something. And we literally, we were quite lucky that we had loads of our friends were getting married when we first had kids. So we'd go to weddings and quite often babies weren't invited. So you'd, it would kind of almost make the decision for us to, yeah. to go away and have a night away. And we would be like 10 minutes down the motorway and look at each other and be like, oh, I really like you. Yeah. Because you do, don't you? But yeah. you, but it's hard to do that when there's this constant noise and demand on both of you. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I think... Do you, do you guys manage to get away? yeah I mean I'm quite good at booking a night away we take we take the little one we've been taking the little one he's doing really well with the older UK hotels at the moment yeah yeah um uh and uh but um yeah we'll kind of steal the night here or there like yeah I I think we've we've done that and we felt really naughty we went to a daytime showing of West Side Story the other day (gasps) in like Did you think it was the most amazing thing? I loved it. I didn't think Tony was. I thought he was slightly oh, vain. People have said that, but I didn't like the original Tony. I thought he was a bit. No, wet. I think it's it is a it's a wet part. Like mm. absolutely. But I just, I thought he had the most beautiful voice. But I think there was something that I didn't. I mean, compared to Maria was and riff Anita. Oh Anita, Anita was Anita. fab. 
all oh. of it. I, I, I just loved it like so much. And I sing but, but, all the songs to the kids. So it's just oh, so lovely. It's such a good soundtrack. But the um the daytime cinema, because that's exactly what we did. It was just before Christmas. I was like, well, shit, we've got to get this in because otherwise we're not going to see it mm. till ages. Yeah. With the kids. And um, and we were like, why don't we do this more? Like, why don't we? Because it was really Do you feel enjoyable. slightly naughty, right? Mm-hmm. Because like you your kids aren't asleep. Mm. So that was the thing. And like we, we had my nanny that day mm. here. So then and she was like, just go. And we went at a lunchtime one. So two of them were napping. But still, it felt really naughty. Isn't that weird, though? What is it that makes us feel like we have to sacrifice our relationships and ourselves so much? I guess maybe because that is what our parents did more. But like they'll be glad of it like actually and again with my kids a little bit older we went when we, we went to um away in September it was belated my belated 40th because my 40th was in proper lockdown it was terrible <laughs> and we but we were on the way there and we were dropping the kids with their cousins which who they love and they were gonna have a bit yeah, yeah. like, oh why do we have to go just so you can go on your own and because he's 11 you could say right yeah. I'm gonna explain like this is why we need time on our own and it was mm. really interesting because I thought he will understand that and at some point and I was like one day if you have children and you have a partner we'll have this chat again mm, like mm. and I think they will see that you prioritize each other sometimes mm, not all mm, the time because actually mm. most of your decisions are probably made based on your kids right mm. and I and we love spending time with our kids mm-hmm. and in the sense that like we love doing things for Five them whether you, you I, I've realized that we don't get invited to people's houses as much <laughs> maybe because yeah, that's sleep, there's five you, of us. sleepovers you have to divvy up the kids so it'll be like uh, well, you'll have that one <laughs> you can have that. oh man yeah 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 I've got all that to look forward to but yeah I mean I I love life's boring without my kids I I, mm. I love them being there I think yeah just having that little those little moments just really helps you appreciate how wonderful you know you've got it do you think having a third because you were one of three right yeah and I was one of six and I and I, after two I was like it just feels too safe and it like which is a stupid thing to say like it's yeah. like but I needed more chaos that's what it felt like I felt like I had been I mean look I'm very lucky to have three and um but yeah I was being greedy and I came from three. <laughs> Sam was like, let's just stop at two. And I was like, no, there's something in me. I'm just it's niggling. Mm. And now I've got three. Yeah, it's mental. But um, it kind of feels like the right kind of chaos for me. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's exactly the same. And Doug wasn't keen. And, and <laughs> I did it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Basically. I think I think going from one to two is harder than two to three. Yeah, completely. I mean, and, and, and Matey is in both my daughter's and my son's clothes. Like, he's just he's also huge so he's already like in one one year old clothes and he's mm-hmm. six months but like you know it's yeah it, they get all the hand-me-downs they are proper hand-me-down number threes like nothing new for them and when you when you so with the table manners podcast so that so you started that in 2017 so it was at the same time that you were saying this you were having this kind of struggle with music mm. was it really strategic was it really intentional were you just like I just need to do something it was, it was nothing. It was impulsive. That's okay. kind of how I do things. I've realized um, it was impulsive. It took a while to get it all sorted. Um, it was an idea with my mate in New Year's Eve of 2015. Right. And I just kind of pissed about thinking about it, kept on thinking, what should I do? Yada, yada, yada. And then um, it came out. Yeah. 2017. Um, because, yeah, we started recording it in the summer 
And it was just, yeah, I think it just was something that I needed. I didn't know how much I needed it. but mm. I, And, and I, I still, Steph, can't believe how successful it is um, when the, it just the, the feels so easy it. to do. You know, it yeah. feels like a pleasure. And I'm sure you'll find it, it's a pleasure, isn't it? Like you chat and you feel like, hold on, is this work? Like, don't get me wrong. You know, lots of work goes into it. And you probably prep your chats more than I do. I, mm-hmm. I'm prepping food instead. Um, but it's it feels cheeky how fun it is to be doing this and call it a job. But the premise of it is that primarily your mum cooks and you have people around and it's to replicate yeah. Friday night dinners that you had growing up. Yeah. But I lo- it's so smart in that it's probably completely disarming for most of your guests that yes. it's you and your mum. So then yeah. they, and you can Lots of the it, Americans are very confused. <laughs> They're like, oh, it's so cute that you brought your mum. I'm like, no, she's the star. Yeah, I'd like, well... I love that you said that when you in one of your shows that any mention of your mum basically gets the biggest cheer. Huge. Does she have a rider? Oh, she, I'm going to have to calm it down because I, I don't think she realises that that's <laughs> us paying for it. So when she's saying champagne, <laughs> um, I'm like, that's fine. Like, let's have a bottle of champagne. But we're not having like, it is, it, it, you're not Mariah Carey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah puppies and kittens. Yeah, in the exactly, season. exactly. Also, she uh, she's a social worker. Is she still a social worker? Yeah, she still works. She's God. 70. She still works far too hard. I want her to start calming down. Yeah. I want her to move to South East London. She says she won't because she's worried that I'll move to the country. I'm not moving to the country. Right. Um, but no, I think. But she, did when you were growing up as she, with her as a social worker, like, did you hear about what other kids and stuff like that? I think what I'm trying to get to, I think because you are really authentic and honest and there's something that doesn't feel like you're unattainable for people, which feels quite unusual because a lot of pop stars wouldn't be like that. I wonder if it had an impact just growing up because you, you, you know, you're lucky and you had a family who loved you and a house and everything else Mm -hmm. that lots Mm -hmm. of people have, but you would have maybe had an awareness that not everybody had that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I I think my mum does a very important job and Mm. And she, although she wouldn't discuss her cases with us, you know, no. you've got the general idea of that it, it wasn't pretty. And um, I think I'm just very proud of my mum from, she's got this magical way with people. Um, and that probably is through being a social worker and that conversation and, mm. and being able to ask those hard questions, but without it feeling too, like, you know, accusing. And, and, and but I mean, unless you're like, with her in an airport and then she like loses her shit but anyway um but yeah no I feel very lucky and I also I'm very proud of my mum and I've talked about this a lot but you know she brought us up essentially mm. on her own um and just never made it feel like it was ever hard mm. um which now having three kids and I have yeah. a very supportive husband I'm like how the fuck did she drive us all to Wales North Wales after school with some mates oh my God. and I'm vomiting in the back of the car oh, and, and we're still singing show me heaven Maria McKee you know the days of thunder soundtrack or I, do, I just don't know how she did it like yeah. anyway I mean don't get me wrong she was she shouted um but yeah, yeah, yeah. um but no I do think that um all those elements of my mum's brilliant personality have really helped the podcast and the fact that we've always kind of mum and I have always been quite nosy we're always those people that make friends with the person next to us on the sun lounger on holiday we want to know everyone's business we want to have a chat we want to have a goss and it's just yeah I think that People feel safe with my mum um, and hopefully with me when we, and especially when over dinner and wine, 
um most of the time it's really you know it's 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 a nice environment it's not an interview the Rob Brydon episode oh that was lovely and he started off and he'd listened to a couple of episodes but he obviously hadn't listened to loads he was yeah he kind of scoped us out but he but he as you can hear him warming up as you get and by the end (laughs) by the end you guys are singing Barbara Streisand yeah yeah it was so good it was oh he he was heaven and I think it's quite interesting these ones because a lot of them you know I understand now maybe their publicists are telling them it would be a good idea for maybe them to do it which which cracks me up Mm. um so Rob you know I think they'd asked for Rob we'd always wanted Rob Mm. and I said it in the podcast I was like you know part of this idea of having food in this was because I loved the trip so much um his Mm. show that he did with Steve Coogan um it's just yeah it's very fun it's great we love it we love the guests that we have you know some we never know how it's going to go. Most of the time, it's absolutely brilliant. And some, yeah. it's kind of quite interesting and a bit hairy. <laughs> I guess you can't really talk about those, but that can come out in the memoirs or something. Yeah. It's interesting how you've married the two, basically, because you've got that. Like, when I said to people, oh, I'm talking to Jessie Ware, it was a really interesting mix of people. All of them were like, oh, I love her. She's brilliant. And there was this mix of people who knew you through the podcast and a mix who knew you from music. And that amazing that you can have two platforms basically I know do them work together right yeah weirdly they've kind of met in the middle of particularly with my kind of gay fans Mm. I feel like they are gay fans and also like mum fans or parent fans I don't know there's something about it like and that was before is it normal came out but um they seem to kind of like both um Mm. but it's amazing the reach that this podcast has you know the fact that we can go to Hollywood I think we've sold some tickets and do four nights there. I mean, look, don't get me wrong. Like it's an excuse to go in Easter somewhere gorgeous and fabulous. <laughs> and my mum to see her daughter who lives oh, there. Yeah. Um, yeah, we we don't take it for granted. Sometimes, you know, I think it can feel like a bit of hard work for my mum, especially because she's been doing a lot more of the cooking because I didn't have a kitchen, but now I do. So yeah. And that's why she's loving the fact that I'm cooking today. And she'll kind right. of, yeah, she'll, yeah, it's fine. It's good. It's good. It's good. Will it's good she critique it? No, she's very generous about my food, actually. Um, like I did this one on Friday and she was like, you're a much better chef than me. And I'm actually not. I'm absolutely oh, not. Um, yeah. But she's, yeah, I think it's just anybody cooking that isn't her. She's like, thank you. Love it. Yeah, yeah. It's been so nice to talk to you. I and you. Oh, well, three kids, man. You're doing it. You're doing uh, it. Thank you. And just like, yeah, congrats on the podcast and and your amazing company. Like, honestly, it's just so, I love That's that so you've got kind. like cook vouchers on there, haven't you? And stuff, yeah. haven't you? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. God bless a cook meal. I know, well, especially when you've had a kid or if you're oh. ill or anything, it's just. You've got one yeah. hand, you can put it in the oven. That's yeah. it. Sorted. Well, this is why the batch cooking is so brilliant that you're because if you're if you've got stuff in the freezer, everything's okay. <laughs> yes, but my husband's got a real like weirdness about using food from freezer. I need him to. He's. I'm like, babe, it's fresh. It's just been frozen. Yeah, yeah. And he just doesn't get it. So I need to like knock some sense into him. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, thank you so much. And yeah, well, when does the tour start back again? Um, Table Manners tour is in the end of April. The mm-hmm. Hollywood tour is the beginning of April and then my rescheduled dates for my sh- what's your pleasure shows I think are in May and then hopefully you'll see me at some festivals if you and any, I was are gonna at say festivals. any Glastonbury plans 
I could I couldn't possibly say Steph oh but yeah no I've got lots of festivals planned um I'd like a few more um it just feels it's weird because music's now become this I'll have probably a new record out this year but Mm. music has become this it's so odd it's you have to really appreciate every moment you get doing music because it Mm. feels so hard to do at the moment um Mm. in the sense of performing so I I'm really trying to relish every time I get to go in the studio or get on stage because you just, <laughs> it seems so um, unstable at the moment. Mm, hopefully, hopefully. Fingers crossed, it'll Fingers all get better. Yeah, okay. Well, thank you. Have a lovely day. Good luck with your cooking tonight. Thank you, Steph. And um, and yeah, I'll speak, I'll, hopefully I'll see you again soon. Yeah, take care. All right, take care. Bye. So there you go. I told you she was lovely and beautifully honest. Um, And before I interviewed Jessie, I listened to loads of her music and was watching loads of clips of her. And there's this one of her singing Wildest Moments at Glastonbury back in 2015. And I'll put a link in the show notes because it's incredible. Like she's just effortless. The sound that comes out of her is amazing. And then she's just moving around the stage with such confidence, like she owns it. And she'd only been doing it for a few years at that point. So I definitely want to go and see her tour when it's back up and running. Um, just amazing so thank you to Jesse. and if you've enjoyed this episode or any of the episodes I would love it if you could rate and review and subscribe to the podcast then you'll get the ping when we issue a new episode um, and just thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a good week up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com planning for your next trip Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.